Now, the wealth protection diva is a successful entrepreneur, business owner, and premier business strategist, president and CEO of Sage International Incorporated, and a national speaker, best-selling author, and motivational teacher of financial education, business development, and wealth protection strategies, the joys and frustrations of being a business owner. Her insights are motivating, her frankness inspiring. Now, here is Sherry Hill. Business owners face ever greater pressure to retain and grow sales from existing customers while trying to maximize opportunities from new ones. Your organization may have a good understanding of market share and sales figures may provide a measure of success, but are there aspects of your existing customer's behavior that you need to understand in more detail? Do you know how potential customers view your brand or product? Market assessment research can help you focus on the competitive strengths and weaknesses of your product or service within your target market, identify opportunities to improve your offering, and help you ensure marketing strategies are correctly positioned to achieve maximum relevance and impact. Joe Carlin, co-founder of Know Thy Market, is my fabulous guest today. He offers a unique combination of technical and financial knowledge, business acumen, and strong writing skills. Collectively, these are leveraged for the benefit of clients through the preparation of highly effective strategic documents. Joe is a specialist in business valuation and market assessment. Welcome, Joe. Thanks for having me. So, as a business owner, I mean, when does it make sense for me to hire someone like you to do a market assessment, and what could I be using it for? There are several stages where such an assessment uh, makes sense. Uh, Certainly in the startup phase of a new company or a new product line within an existing company, it's uh, extremely helpful because very often the the engineers or the inventors of a new product or new service have certain assumptions about the its appeal in the marketplace and certain assumptions about which segments are going to be attracted to that uh, offering and uh, more often than not a detailed market assessment at least refines their view and makes them realize to what extent their assumptions were correct and to what extent they might have completely missed other lucrative market opportunities uh, for their new product or service. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I teach a lot on the business planning world and things like that. And so one of the things that, you know, when somebody's starting a business or certainly in business is, you know, know who your customer is, right? But when we're talking about market assessment, we're not just talking about the demographics or psychographics of of a customer. I mean, you're talking about the entire industry, right? Yes, that's uh, the the assessments always tailored to the, the. In some cases, it could be the situation you were mentioning at the beginning. A, a new uh, it could be a, the business overall. In uh, in other scenarios, it's for a specific product or a spe- even a specific product improvement. So 
Yes, it's not. It's not only the uh, demographic or psychographic profile of the prospect, but uh, also all the other dynamics at play, which include industry dynamics. Right. Well, and the other thing that it can certainly help identify is, you know, I, I've done shows on intellectual property. Right. All of us in our businesses are developing IP, and so is there, you know, a way through a market assessment to determine if some of the stuff that's being created, even though I might not think that it has value out there in the marketplace, I mean, those are some of the things that you help companies understand that maybe there is a place for this IP that you have developed. As you know, there's a patent attorney that I, that I do some work with, and he describes the prior art search that is always done for, for patents as uh, determining the legal viability of an idea. And, uh, and I say that the assessment is sort of determining the commercial viability of the idea. Mm-hmm. So it's, so in other words, there can be something that is legally, that is technically new invention, but, uh, you know, this is obviously an extreme example, but a new, a new invention of a, of a typewriter, for example, is, it might be new, but there's obviously no market for it. But that's, that's obviously an extreme example, but in many other examples, it's, uh, there's often assumptions about how something will be will be used. For example, a few years ago, I did a market assessment on a diabetes product, and it turned out that the product had applicability well beyond the diabetes market. In fact, to the overall uh, obesity market, and that was really interesting because. Uh, that company didn't realize there was an even larger market that could benefit from the what they had uh, invented and engineered. You know, it's interesting to me because this is something that obviously I've known you a long time and certainly worked with you on some different clients and stuff. But when you think about what it is that you do, right, you go out there and you look at the industry, the competition, the, you know, ability the, of this company to market a new product or service or intellectual property. I mean, this is really something that unless you have the skill sets, Joe, that you have developed, how hard is it for me as just the, you know, manager of a division or the assistant secretary to the president to figure all this out? I think that uh, certainly the the fact that I've been specializing on this for, for 14 years I have, a, I think, a pretty well-developed sense of what's relevant. Uh, however, you know, I think beyond the experience issue, I think also its its objectivity is very important. And sometimes having an objective pair of eyeballs on a strategic situation is uh, can be very important because it, if some if it's something's being done internally, there can often be all kinds of internal politics and whatnot that might influence uh, the content of that uh, document or the analysis. So I think that the experience and the objectivity are both important when conducting a market assessment. This is Sherry Hill. You're listening to The Sherry Hill Show with guest Joe Carlin, who's one of the founders of Know Thy Market. 
And Joe, you know, obviously I'm, I'm trying to get to really our audience understanding the power and value of doing market assessment and doing that research. But again, seems a lot easier to bring someone like you on board that has the experience and, as you say, the objectivity. I mean, some of the other ways that certainly people are using market assessments, you know, in the past decade, there has been a lot of mergers and acquisitions, right? I mean, not everybody goes out and starts a new company from scratch. They buy an existing one. And so how does that apply? In that kind of scenario, not only understanding the current market, but of course understanding the future market and the way that that market is is heading and the competitive dynamics and and a host of other issues is is really critical because that might be it might that additional market intelligence might be the difference between buying company A and company B because company B has a product line that's better suited towards where the market's heading as opposed to where the market has been. It's certainly very helpful in those kinds of cases. And also there's been there have been instances of people commissioning the market assessment to as a document to help them sell a company, which is interesting. And uh, it's been used successfully in that way to help sell a company or to help raise money for a company because it helps demonstrate that you know that the company is well positioned for future growth and that the that there's there's a growing market for what's being offered. Well, and then I would also think another way that a market assessment is being utilized when you were talking about you know the company you help that creates the for diabetics, right? And so new markets, uh, how they can grow their existing business, but also sales optimization, right? So are you in all the right channels? Are you uh, maximizing or developing new target markets? And so a market assessment is a tool that you would use prior to jumping out there and building websites and all these other things. There was a client that had a lot of a certain kind of print advertising, and the assessment made it pretty clear that the most of the readers of that kind of print advertising were really not the target market. That's a very important way in which this uh, these assessments are applied is is optimizing marketing budget and optimizing the, the sales approach to really hone in on who the most, not only who the customers are, but who the most lucrative customers are. Right. And just in general, I mean, to do a market assessment, of course, you know, different clients, different size organizations come to you. I mean, are we talking about thousands and thousands of dollars? Or, I mean, how, if, if this is a great tool that I can use in a lot of different ways in my business, certainly throughout my business, what are what kind of fees am I looking at? The uh, the average is uh, around four thousand, and uh, but it can depending on the scenario it can be uh, it can be quite a bit lower and it can be uh, it can be somewhat higher. But that's it's about the average is about four thousand. Which is which is when you think of a relatively small cost. 
compared to what it could cost me if I didn't do some type of market assessment, depending on where I'm at in my business, that could run into the thousands and thousands of dollars in wrong decision-making, wrong targeting of customer, wrong product targeted to the wrong market, right? You know, I mean, the list goes on. Yes, I, I like. Uh, there's a, a quote on on that I, I put on on our, our website because I really I really love it. It's a, a, a famous sports coach. She said, uh, "I've never been to a game where the most prepared team didn't win." So I see the the market assessment as really an essential preparatory tool for expanding a market and uh and i've uh and you know they've been used successfully for doing that as well as for raising money as well as for a host of other objectives great well you know what we have to go to break we come back i'm going to pick up on this conversation related to the value and the importance of market assessment for your business This is Pat Atkinson from Carson City, Nevada. You are listening to The Sherry Hill Show. Sherry Hill is important to me because she has great enthusiasm for all things Nevadan. Sherry Hill is an amazing, vibrant business professional with a wealth of knowledge to share. Sage International Incorporated sparks and fuels the entrepreneurial spirit by providing the strategies, information, education, tools, resources, and ongoing support services that will lay a solid foundation under a business owner's dream. If you're thinking of starting a business and you're not sure where to begin, Sage International Incorporated offers a free 30-minute consultation. Call 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779. Or visit sageintl.com. This is Rick Canale from Apex SCF. You are listening to The Sherry Hill Show. Sherry Hill is important to me because she informs us what it takes to enrich our lives. It's the message we need to hear. Sherry Hill is amazing. Welcome back to the Sherry Hill Show, doing everything possible to spark and fuel your entrepreneurial dreams. Now, here's your host, Sherry Hill. Market assessment is a detailed and an objective evaluation of the potential of a new product, new business idea, or new investment. It is a comprehensive analysis of environmental forces, market trends, entry barriers, competition, risks, opportunities, and the company's resources and constraints. Whether you're thinking of venturing into a new market or launching a new product, conducting a marketing assessment is the crucial first step in determining if there is a need or a potential customer base for your product. A well-executed market assessment will enable your company to decide where to use limited resources and to go after markets and opportunities that will provide the best returns on investments. Failure to conduct proper market assessment could result in wastage of resources, missed opportunities, poor returns on investments, and even substantial financial losses, which could be detrimental to the future of your company. 
My guest, Joe Carlin, is the co-founder of Know Thy Market. He is a specialist in business valuation, market assessment, and the author of the best-selling book, The Einstein of Money. Joe, last week my topic was on the importance of strategic planning, which of course, now understanding the power behind doing market assessments, is only going to help me, A, think more strategically, and B, make better core directional choices that will best move me forward. So let's talk about it from the strategic planning perspective, since that seems to be the topic for the last two weeks. Well, I think that from the planning perspective, I think that being able to anticipate market events or at least anticipate market movements uh, in the sense of, I mean, if, if it's a, let's say it's a, if it's in technology or biotech, then of course, of course, uh, obsolescence is a big issue. You know, are we are we developing something for for uh, a market that is actually about to be that is shrinking because something else is making what we're offering obsolete? Like those kinds of issues are more in, in the technology world, but in, in any kind of business, even a very low tech business, and I've done assessments for all kinds of businesses, even retail and restaurants. And, and whatnot. The market intelligence is really important for understanding where the market environment is, is moving. So in other words, there are certain things that we can control internally. We can control the, the quality of the products and services we pr- provide. We can control how much we invest into promotions or, or whatnot. But there's also these, these other these market forces are not entirely within our control. So what we have to do is we have to adapt to them as best we can. It's critical to have a detailed assessment of that to be able to adapt and plan for the future. Right. Well, because if I'm sitting down with, you know, my team and we're talking about a strategic plan and we want to get from point A to point B and we decide that, you know, in the achievement of getting from point A to point B, we're kind of concentrate on three specific goals. And one of those specific goals, maybe we want to launch a new product or service. Without having any clue and have done a market assessment, I mean, we're just pretty much flying blind. Yeah, I mean, it, it really uh, amazes me. And sometimes it's with with uh, fairly large companies that a new product or a new project is launched because because of some anecdote that someone has. Oh, I ran an idea by my my buddy, and he liked the idea. But of course, that's that's not statistically significant, right? So. That really understanding the you know what the market has to say as opposed to just our, our hunches or whatnot is I think a really critical input for strategic planning. And then of course strategic planning means that you know you you have to give great thought to all the different tactics, the steps in order to accomplish that. So, you know, you work with a lot of organizations and you work at many different levels. I know you've created business plans that, you know, people use to go out and get investment. I know that you do business valuation, you do these market assessments. So in your world, your, you know, immersion into what's going on in a particular industry. So when someone hires you whether it's medical, whether it's retail, restaurant, whatever, and you have to completely immerse yourself into this business, this industry, and what it is they're trying to accomplish 
does it amaze you that, you know, the organizations that utilize your services, how much quicker they're going to get to that result versus all those ones that are out there operating without doing any of this foundational work? It really accelerates things because there are many, in some of these assessments, the objective is to find a, you know, is is not only to understand the market, but to sort of find the market for something new. In many, many cases, they've told me that it really accelerates the process because they thought they were just going to understand the market and the, the, the future market, but they actually went a step ahead of that, the document went a step ahead of that, and actually helping them to connect with the market and in some cases identify specific companies, specific uh, media channels, and, and so forth. And especially because it's coming from an objective source, it's, uh, it tends to move things along quicker than if it's uh, from, from someone uh, internally. This is Sherry Hill. You're listening to The Sherry Hill Show with guest Joe Carlin, who is one of the founders of Know Thy Market. And Joe, if someone were listening and this is new information to them or a need that they potentially should have, what's a good contact info for you? Phone number is 858-909-0464 is the uh, office line. And the website is knowthymarket.com. Yes. And, of course, you work with organizations all over the world. So you're not limited to a geographic location because, again, you put on your market assessment hat and you're out there kind of gazing into the crystal ball to see what's coming down the pipe in the industry. And, I mean, the more I understand this, it just seems illogical to me (laughs) that a company would try and tackle a new growth strategy or developing an entire sales team or trying to launch a product without doing any kind of this background work. Yeah, because I believe it was uh, Mr. Welch of uh, General Electric, he said that inertia is one of the most dangerous things and uh, and groupthink as well. Having this, this done and having it done specifically uh, in a well-defined way really helps set you know, specific, will help the, the company set specific sales targets and specific resource allocation targets and really focus on results and making the most of the offering that the company or an entrepreneur has. Right. Well, also, I would think it would spur innovation because I imagine, you know, if I were to go out and do a market assessment, I would come up with probably a different assessment than someone like you who is completely objective. You're looking at a lot lot of things that I wouldn't even know to go look at. And so I would think that when you come back with this report and really lay a bunch on the table, that it would literally spark new development or new innovation because all of a sudden there's something that I would never even thought of. That's actually happened quite a, quite a number of times. For example, there was a, a product in the telecom hardware field that uh, turned out that banking was the most lucrative the need for it in, in certain kind of banking, what they were offering. And so they actually developed a specific product for banking because it was such a lucrative application for them. And then, of course, similar things. We're talking about a restaurant really focusing on a few items 
that would have the greatest appeal in that area or, or whatever it might be. So it's certainly not just, just technology. But yeah, it really does help focus and help target the product and the service and in some cases suggest new ways of tweaking that product and service for uh, more lucrative applications or for, or for expanding current sales. It's exciting because when I think about the ability for someone like you to come back to me and go, hey, have you considered this or have you thought of this or here's a way to approach something. If I'm ground up in the day-to-day or, you know, I have a vision but not sure how I'm going to finally get there, then this is just such a powerful tool I would think invigorate a company, really help them stay on track, strategically think, strategically plan, and so share, you know, a great story of someone that, you know, reached out to you and what kind of a result. Many of the companies who have commissioned in have over the years had me come back and and uh, monitor their progress and, and take a look at their new product line and so forth. So it, it really does uh, add value. Yeah, and I think that's, that's one of the keys and one of the ahas for me here today is to really look at this and go, you know what? We don't have to do this on our own. There are people like Joe, who's an expert at the market assessment, and to really make sure that we have this documentation, this information, and this insight to really make better decisions, because this is what this is all about. Exactly. Lighting the way, so there's minimize the, the false steps, kind of lighting the path forward. And, of course, you know, in the strategic planning and what we learned last week is, you know, how you get everybody on the same page, right, singing from the same sheet of music. And so if the entire organization has clarity around what it is that you're doing, it can only help. Definitely. And, and I mean, going back to this, the point of, of objectivity, it really... It's hard to overstate the importance of that because I obviously have no axe to grind within a particular company and my whole reputation is on the line in terms of being objective. The team that sees my work and sees the final presentation at the end and all that, they know that it's an honest, objective, detailed piece of work. So there's no reason to say, oh, well, it's... There's, there's some political reason or some internal reason why it's not objective because it is from an external source. Awesome. Well, we have to go to break. We come back. I'm going to kind of switch gears and we're going to move into how the market assessment and all that moves into business valuation. This is Lisa Peterson from Truckee, California. You are listening to The Sherry Hill Show. Sherry Hill is important to me because she has been an incredible source of inspiration and support as I've been building my business over this past year. Sherry Hill is magnificent. Sage International Incorporated fosters the entrepreneurial spirit by first educating our clients. In fact, we wrote the best-selling book, Incorporate and Get Rich, as recommended by Robert Kiyosaki in his bestseller, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. For over 20 years, we've taught thousands of business owners, investors, professionals, and entrepreneurs how to properly structure their business and personal assets to avoid the three flaming arrows of challenge, income taxes, liability exposure, probate and death taxes. 
Call Sage International Incorporated at 1-800-254-5779 to set up a free 30-minute consultation. That's 1-800-254-5779. Sage International. Hi, this is Bob Berg, co-author of The Go-Giver and author of Adversaries into Allies. And you're listening to The Sherry Hill Show. Welcome back to The Sherry Hill Show, doing everything possible to spark and fuel your entrepreneurial dreams. Now, here's your host, Sherry Hill. Quite simply, business valuation is a process and a set of procedures used to determine what a business is worth. While this sounds easy enough, getting your business valuation done right takes preparation and thought. For one thing, there is no one way to establish what a business is worth. That's because business value means different things to different people. Plus, there are different business valuation approaches, and certainly it appears that if one form of valuation does not provide the results one desires, another method is conceived of or applied. Joe Carlin is a certified valuation analyst through the National Association of Certified Valuation Analysts who earned an MBA from the University of Pittsburgh and an Information Systems Master's degree from Carnegie Mellon University. Aside from writing the best-selling book, The Einstein of Money, Joe has contributed articles to Bloomberg, CNBC, Value Walk, and other esteemed financial media outlets. So, Joe, we've been talking about market assessment as kind of a, a, you know, a solid foundational piece for really helping an organization grow or penetrate new markets or things like that. And then, of course, we figure that you know when you understand those pieces, that adds to the value of your business, right? You're working smarter, you're developing new products and services, you're busting into new markets and so on. But what is it that you, you know, want to share or really talk about the fundamentals of what you understand related to business valuation? Business valuation is really directly related to market assessment because, in fact, any official business valuation that's certified has a very large market, uh, a very large market, they call it market analysis, but effectively you know, market analysis or market assessment section, because one cannot understand the, the, the value of a business in a vacuum. It's all relative to what is happening competitively and what's happening uh, in the industry and all these other issues. So it's intimately related. Business valuation, though, goes one step further because aside from examining the market, of course, in a business valuation, it's also a question of, of examining the financial dynamics of a company primarily through the financial statements and privately held companies that there's all kinds of adjustments that need to be made to get to, anyway I'm getting kind of into the weeds but trying to get a, as much as possible trying to get an accurate picture of the financial reality of a company as reflected in their balance sheets and income statements and their likely future realities and some of those projections of the future realities are contingent on the results of the market assessment. And also even some of the, the methods for, as you mentioned, there are different, there are all kinds of different valuation methods. And some of those are dictated by the, the state of the company and its industry. 
I mean, my favorite example, of course, of an obsolete industry is, let's say, a typewriter manufacturing company. In that case, you're only looking at the salvageable assets, right? I mean, if, they, if it's a typewriter manufacturing company in a huge building, that building has value. But, of course, the, the market's an obsolete market, so the, the, the sales and all that is assumed to be pretty much negligible. So that's just one example, and a sort of an extreme example to illustrate that the, the, the methods are dictated by the market and by the, the reality of, of what's happening in the company. All right. I've come to understand about really understanding the value of your business, and most people start thinking about this when they get the idea that, oh, I want to sell my company, right? But valuing a business and understanding the market and all the things that go into that are required if you want to go out and borrow money. Definitely, because whether it's borrowing money uh, or obtaining equity investment uh, or any kind of external financing, it's it's really critical. And sometimes, especially if it's uh, an equity investment situation, even if it's you know friends and family or a big venture capital company, if if you haven't done a, haven't had a proper valuation done, then you really put yourself at risk because somebody can come in and they're they're uh, $200,000 uh, get half of your company when, in fact, they should have only claimed 20% of your company. Mm-hmm. So just like the market assessment, it's a very useful piece of intelligence for all kinds of, of different uh, scenarios and, of course, also for buying a company. I've done shows in the past and and different things where we talk about, you know, when should you start planning for the eventual sale of your business? And it's literally the day you open your doors. Because when you think about, you know, strategically and your strategic planning and your decision making and all those things, you need to have kind of the end in mind. For example, you know, if you decide that you want to sell your business in three years, but you run out and sign a, you know, 15-year lease on a building, then that doesn't quite match (laughs) the strategic plan. So from that perspective in business valuation, it's far more than you coming in and going, okay, you know, your inventory's worth this and your goodwill and... There's way more involved to what goes into valuing a business, whether it's for sale, passing on to the next generation, letting your employees buy the company. I mean, there's so many reasons that the ownership changes hands. That's correct. And there is there is a lot involved in business valuation because with the closely held company, there are so many things done in terms of financial reporting and to minimize taxes and so forth that, that distort the economic value or the fair market value of a business. So there's so many adjustments that need to be made and so many different kinds of calculations. And uh, so there's, there's a lot of quantitative work, but there's also some, some qualitative work involved in really understanding the nature of the business and the, the management and so forth. So it's not a simple task, and it's certainly I wouldn't recommend that someone just sort of goes on some kind of assumption that they have X sales and therefore the value is, is Y because there's much, much more to it than that. And certainly the reason behind it. This is Sherry Hill. You're listening to The Sherry Hill Show with guest Joe Carlin, who is a certified valuation analyst and also co-founder of Know Thy Market. 
and thinking of business valuation, and certainly when we tie it to all your other ways that you work with organizations from market assessment to strategic planning to business valuation, like you said, they all tie together. You got to know one yeah. for the other. They certainly all tie together, and certainly every every business valuation project is also a market assessment project because there's there's an assessment embedded in there. Now, not every market assessment project is a business valuation project, but it's all tied in, and there's a similar set of analytical skills that I use in all these projects. Well, and again, the objectivity, right? Because I, as a business owner, whether I have a small mom and pop or I have a multi-million dollar corporation, there's all that emotion tied to the blood, sweat, and tears that it took to create the success in this company. So as I mentioned in the beginning, we all have different ways that we value a business and someone who is not emotionally, physically, you know, on site every day has an objectivity to really come in and look at the financials and look at the goodwill and look at the market and all of that. So I know it's probably a different process when you're working with the mom and pop versus the larger firm. Definitely. And what you're saying about objectivity with with respect to business valuation it's it's so critical that in fact it, that's one of the, the the key requirements for maintaining my certification is is objectivity because like you said you know whether it's uh, valuation in a, in a divorce case or in a state case or or an M and A type of case there are often emotions on different sides on what you know and of course people have their different interests and and so forth so the objectivity is you're right it's just as important as the the knowledge to to be able to to do a certified valuation right when you are starting a business that's when you have to start thinking strategically that you're going to sell it someday because the way that you operate through your financials. I mean, there's so many pieces that go into it and people try and cheat or they pocket cash or they don't disclose everything or they slide by. I mean, all that shows up when you go to value a business and people, I'm sure, Joe, you've seen this, you know, they've shortchanged themselves. They uh, literally lose hundreds of thousands of dollars in value you because they didn't do documentation or they didn't have solid financials. So what would be your advice to that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's that's critical because somebody coming in and and looking at that if sometimes if there's a, an app the, the general rules to conser- is is conservatism in terms of estimating obviously. So if if there's something that's just missing, the analyst has to kind of estimate on the lower side of things. So by not doing the proper financial reporting or by letting things slide, you can really negatively impact the the value of of your company even though it might be the exact same company, but the absence of documentation can can cost you when there's a valuation happening. The whole trend of my show is to really help people understand how do you do business well, good decision-making and all those things, because the effect, the result, could show up two years from now, 15 years from now, 30 years from now. 
all this stuff that we have to do up front to make sure that we get the value out of the business. And I don't mean just your paycheck every week. I'm talking about all this great stuff, your intellectual property, your people, all the great things that turn into value for your organization. We come back, we're going to pick up on this conversation that I'm having with Joe Carlin. So stick with us. This is Kim O'Reilly from the College of Education at the University of Nevada. You're listening to The Sherry Hill Show. Sherry Hill is important to me because she opens the door for dialogue. She has a radio show that really discusses these things and is a great lady, very positive. Hi, this is Sherry Hill, CEO of Sage International, Inc. Hi, this is Kathy Kiriko. I'm from the Nevada Small Business Development Center up at UNR. At this time, we want to talk about an awesome class called Next Level for Entrepreneurs. Let's first talk about the Small Business Development Center. Well, thanks for asking, Sherry. The Nevada SBDC is our new brand, uh, standing, of course, for Small Business Development Center. We're celebrating our 30th year in 2015, primarily to assist small business owners, whether it's in the startup phases, whether it's in the expansion phases. But our whole goal is really on economic impact through the sustainability of small businesses. And that brings up Next Level. I'm the training director, which means I oversee all sorts of great programs educationally that assist small businesses in the development, solid business planning, forward motion, so that they can actually have that product or service that people want to buy spend their money on. Where should they go to get all the important information about Next Level for entrepreneurs? Well, of course, Sherry, with this particular class, starts is going to be Monday nights. February 23, and it will go through May 18th. So once a week, Monday evenings, 5.30 to 8.30. So over at the Redfield campus, right off of Matt Rose Highway, we will not take more than 30 people, and we've got over 15. Nevada SBDC, that stands for Small Business Development Center. So NevadaSBDC.org. And if you look under education and training, uh, the first click is the training calendar, 7841717, or my direct line. I am the queen of next level. I was crowned two years ago, 7846879. We will answer any questions you have. It's over half filled. This class will fill, so people who are serious definitely want to uh, check it out. Learn it tonight and use it tomorrow is the next level motto. Awesome. I'm excited. Um, I'm excited Woo-hoo! Go out to NevadaSBDC.org to get all the information about next level for entrepreneurs. This is Joe Carlin from San Diego, California. You are listening to The Sherry Hill Show. Sherry Hill is important to me because she provides a foundational service, business and corporation, to entrepreneurs across the country. Sherry Hill's Incorporate and Grow Rich is a definitive classic about the importance of incorporation and how to incorporate for maximal financial benefit. Welcome back to The Sherry Hill Show, doing everything possible to spark and fuel your entrepreneurial dreams. Now, here's your host, Sherry Hill. Well, I'm glad you're back. Today, we've been talking about market assessment, which is a detailed and objective evaluation of the potential of a new product, a new business, idea, or new investment, which then we moved into how that ties into business valuation, which is, you know, really understanding what your business is worth. And my guest today, Joe Carlin, who is a certified valuation analyst through the National Association of Certified Valuation Analysts, and 
And he's also a best-selling author of the book, The Einstein of Money, and has contributed many articles to a lot of our esteemed financial media outlets. So welcome, Joe. Thank you. You wrote this book, The Einstein of Money, and you founded your company, you know, Know Thy Market. So you have immersed yourself really what I would call some some solid foundational pieces of how people are more successful in business, right? Through assessments, valuation, business planning, which are all your areas of expertise. Tell me a little bit about this book. Sure. So Benjamin Graham... He passed away in 76, and he, his, his career on Wall Street really went from around 1914 to 1956 or something. But he's really most known because he of, of a book he wrote called The Intelligent Investor, and, and he was Warren Buffett's mentor. What's really interesting about him and how this ties in with, with everything we've been speaking about is that he basically took a the same approach that somebody uh, valuing a private company takes looking at the core of a company what are their what what are their assets what are their earnings their debt and all these kinds of things and from that he would arrive at what he called intrinsic value an objective assessment of value an objective uh, I should say determination of value and then he would work backwards and say, okay, so according to what I have, the per share price of this company is should be $7. And then he looks, and it's actually currently selling for for $2, okay, for example. So obviously it's a good time to buy. If it's selling for $14, it's it's not a good time to buy. There's more to it than that, but that, he had a certain, uh, very much of a, what he calls a businessman's approach to investing, and that's exactly the same approach that Buffett t- took, and it's an approach called uh, value investing. And uh, there are other there are other very prominent investors who who've ad- adopted this approach, and it's very interesting because he came up with this idea at a time when that approach was extremely unpopular. He came up with this idea really in the 20s when people were just everyone was following the chart. Okay, where's the price going to go? And nobody cared about the earnings or anything like that. And of course, we saw saw the same kind of thing recently in the in the the, the tech stocks and all that. So so it, it's uh, he's he was very interesting person. And it was, um, I had a chance to interview many of the people he, he influenced, including Warren Buffett, and I had a chance to interview his surviving family members and so forth. And so I learned uh, a lot about not not only valuation and his, his approach, but about uh, his, his life, and he had a very interesting life. Hmm. He was uh, someone who was a bit disruptive, right? Not the status quo. And yet he set the foundation for a lot of very successful investors who used his premise for how to value a company to determine if you should buy their stock or invest in their company, right? So same principles. No, I just think you're saying about him uh, being a bit of a sort of a rebel or whatnot, and and it's interesting because another another term for value investing is actually called contrarian investing. So it's exactly that. Right. When we're talking about 
peeling this back to those of us who own businesses and are trying to build organizations, especially if you want to go out and raise capital or get investors or borrow money from a bank. I mean, these are the types of people who are going to be looking at your business, your financials, the value you bring to the market. And so what Joe has been talking about today from the assessment and the valuation, this all matters. Yeah, it, it really. It, some of it might sound very abstract, but it's it's very real, and it and it has a, you know a real impact on on the kind of money that somebody can can raise, the kind of uh, strategic partners one can attract. All these very real issues, because like you said, whether it's a, a loan officer or an investor or a potential buyer of your company, or many of them are understand these things and they and they need to see that analysis yeah they're savvy and there are people like you that they hire to come out and do the business valuation and so you know we don't a lot often see you know for sale by business owner right like you do in real estate it's people are smarter they hire people like you your company know thy market right i would recommend that people go out and check out your website what is that website knowthymarket.com. Great. And I imagine you can get your book. And certainly you have a lot of articles and really good information. I went out there and your whole detail of what market assessment and some of that is, is excellent. This is one of these deep thinking type shows, right? We're talking about the language of business. We're talking about things that most people may not be very familiar with. It can be big and scary and weird and, oh my gosh, that's only for the big guys, not mom and pop. But Joe, your message today, and certainly my message today, this applies to everybody. Most definitely. I've worked with inventors who all they had is an idea, and I've worked with very large companies who are gearing up for for sale to an even even bigger company because the same principles apply in any kind of business uh, scenario. And understanding the fundamentals of what is going to go into certainly a business valuation definitely supports your planning, your strategic planning, certainly, your vision, your mission, your purpose, all those things that feed into that eventual day when the ownership of the business is going to change hands. Maybe today is really about just people understanding that there are these tools, assessments, valuation, certainly strategic planning assistance, so that you don't feel like you're trying to do this all on your own, and you should not be doing this on your own, because as Joe, as you have mentioned, being objective is really the the cornerstone or the key to getting the right information. Exactly. I liken it to to auto mechanics. When I when I have an assumption about what's wrong with my car, or, or try to fix it myself, versus going to someone who has worked with them for decades and knows how to turn it up and looking at it objectively, having that objective professional uh, input makes a big difference. 
Again, just your phone number if somebody wanted to reach out to you to get some more information because you do work with organizations all over the world. And certainly a lot of the work that you do is in research, so you don't have to be physically staring across the desk from me. Yeah, I work with uh, companies across the country and, and outside, and the phone number is uh, 858-909-0464. Part of this is truly you know, laying more of the foundation on what does it take to be a successful business. And before anyone decides to launch a product or bust into a new market or hire a whole sales team, these are the kinds of tools that you want to have in your your toolbox, right? Definitely, because the the party on the other side of the the table has some of the same tools, so it's important to have your have your homework done, as they say. You mean you, you mean my competitor? Your competitors, the the loan officer, whoever it might be, whoever it might be about trying to buy your company or whoever, all these, the, the better prepared you are, the more likely you are to have a situation that you can benefit from. Well, and, and just think about it. If you want to you wanna be successful and you want to grow, because that's why we're all in business, is to grow, these are the days when you have to put on your big boy or big girl pants, right? And you have to look at your financials and realize that perhaps you need to spend a couple of thousand dollars on some solid information. But the return on that investment is huge. Definitely. No one would want to go into the open seas without a without a map and uh, or, or on the on the highway without your GPS. And actually, a client told me he says it's like a it's like a GPS for businesses. Actually, a guy used to work for Honeywell, and he said the document was like a GPS for for the business. Save yourself from a lot of wrong turns and, and dead ends. Well, and, and it's not something you're going to do once at the beginning and never do again. So part of the premise is if you are going to innovate and be creative and launch new products and services or tap into a new target market or do something completely different, then having this information will save you time, energy, and resources versus we're just going to go do it and see what happens and make those adjustments as we go, which could have already bankrupted you. Exactly. I mean, the key is uh, growth and growth by also risk, you know, accelerate growth with uh, risk minimization. And it's a very important risk minimization, as you said, uh, sales optimization uh, tool. Well, Joe, thank you for being here. And again, I'll mention that he did write the book, The Einstein of Money, which is a great story and really helps you understand why Warren Buffett is so successful, right? <laughs> the, the underlying principles of, of how he got there. But more important is recognizing that Joe is a phenomenal resource. Personally, through Sage International, have used his services for clients because he's good and and he's got the, the background and the knowledge and the skills to really help people understand. Here's where you are. Here's where you want to get to. And what are some of those tactics and pieces and information we need to understand along the way so we become more proactive, more effective, and more profitable?
Thank you, Joe. Yeah, thank you very much. We will catch up next week, and I hope everyone makes it very prosperous. The Sherry Hill Show values the role we play in supporting the economic engine driving this country. Small business, the backbone of America. Send her a message on Facebook.com slash Sherry Hill Show. And tune in next week, same time, same station, for The Sherry Hill Show. This is Peter Padilla, your host on Nevada Real Estate Radio. Are you looking for great values on a real estate or mortgage transaction? Listen to our show, Nevada Real Estate Radio. Deal with professionals that you know, like, and trust. Sunday afternoons at 4 p.m., KLAV, 1230 a.m., the talk of Las Vegas.